Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Hallelujah. Amen. It's time for the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Last week, our pastor began to share with us about from Luke chapter 14 that my house may be filled. Hallelujah. If you are here today, it is not a mistake at all that the Lord has brought you here. The Lord has a word for you and me. So I want you to accept the word of the Lord which is coming because it is for you and it is for me. Hallelujah. Are you ready to hear the word of the Lord? I am ready. Tell your neighbor, I am ready. I will not let anybody disturb me. I will not let anybody. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, my neighbor, please don't disturb me. Do not disturb me. As I'm about to hear the word of the Lord. I want you to put your hands together for the anointed servant of the Lord. Our pastor, put your hands together for years joy. Sunday together in your presence. I pray that your grace will continue to be with us. I pray, Lord, that as we share your word, may each one of us find what we need to take us through the coming week and in the days ahead. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Find your Bible. Let's make our confession this morning. And you want to say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Wow. Are you glad to be in church? I'm also happy to be in church. Hallelujah. And before I start preaching this morning, let me just give one or two or three announcements. The first announcement is that our um, convention, Let the Prophet Speak, it continues. And 
this week it's continuing at the BTC Church, Bomsotown Church, Reverend Seth's Church, and the preacher is Reverend Henry. Amen. Oh, I said amen. And it promises to be exciting. And so, if you are the kind who likes such things, find your way. Or maybe you came to the federal convention that we had and you felt that, ah, it's left with my direct, direct word. I saw people get that. I also want mine. Ah, that's another opportunity. Thank you. That's also another opportunity. Amen? Amen. And you know, the truth is that the word from a prophet does so many things. And it's gone too far. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not been an easy, it's not an easy something, something, something. I think it's better. Okay. Hallelujah. So you might want to find your way to BTC on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Amen. Beautiful. Now, for those of you who are into business and those of you who are looking in a certain direction, there's a breakfast meeting coming up. Um, oh, I should have had my date with me. Third, eh? Third June. Okay. Yeah, third June. There's a breakfast meeting all the way in Mampong. And um, the speaker is somebody worth hearing. Yeah. Dr. John Avanzini. He is somebody who. Um, come again? Yes. Yes. That's the best description. You know. It's not just a biblical economist, a biblical businessman. Uh-huh. So he, he provides, I mean, his teachings are quite spectacular and worth hearing. So if you're somebody who is so inclined, business inclined, I would, I would suggest to you that you make your way. Are you there? Mm. Some people will say, I have to spend some money. Listen, money calls money. You got to put something in. Yeah, yeah. You want to harvest something, you've got to put something in. It's going to cost you some money to, um, to leave here, go there. It's going to cost you some money to get the ticket. But I can tell you something. I have heard this man preach before, and it's really worth, worth it. The tickets cost $100 or 1,200 cities. And before you complain, he was flown from the U.S. Uh-huh. Are you there? Ask your neighbor, how much is your ticket if you are flying from here to to Lumetogo. Uh, <laughs> you see that is not a joke. Amen. But that is why I'm speaking to those who are into business in a certain kind of way. Yeah. yeah. There are some people who are into business, but they are very happy with their one table. <laughs> but there are some people with one table who are who are dreaming of a mall. Are you seeing it? That's a different dimension. You can have your one table and you plan that, oh, you are okay. No problem. No problem. But you may also be on the table now. That's where you are now. But your vision is a mall. Or a mall, two malls. Or you are planning to go somewhere. It's a worthy investment. Ask your neighbor, do you plan to go? Mm. And those of you who don't plan to go, eh? so a seed in the life of somebody who wants to go. Do you understand? Like, you know, you don't plan to go. Me like this, I don't plan to go. <laughs> but there are a few of my people, I really want you to go. I can see that that's where God is blessing you. Mm. Is it a good plan? Mm. And so such people, I will try to help them to go. Yeah, they have to go. 
sometimes you need to go and expose yourself to it. Then you suddenly realize that, ah, this is, this is what I need. Yes, this is what I needed to hear. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, we were talking about what last week? What? There's my house before. And I was trying to encourage you to also do your part. Amen. Ask your neighbor, have you started doing your part? Did you bring somebody to the, to the convention? Did you bring somebody to church today? Have you shared the gospel with someone? Hallelujah. I'm going to continue on the topic of fruitfulness from a slightly different angle, but relevant, never the same. Nevertheless, amen. And I'm taking it from the angle of yourself and who you are. You know, those of you who record what we preach, please, the title is just fruitfulness, because I don't know. Yeah, I picked it out of, um, part of it is from another book, you see. When you see our father's books, many times it's directed towards church, but the same principles work for life as well. I, I hope you get it. Yeah. And so the same principles that will give somebody a thousand micro churches will also give somebody a thousand businesses. It's the same. The principles don't change. Amen. So put it into your own life. Hallelujah. And today, much as we're talking about a certain kind of fruitfulness, I just want to minister something to you. Yeah, because I find that the greatest hindrance to our doing well, or let me, let me find another more positive way to put it. You will go as far as your mind. Mm-hmm. You go as far as your mind. So, if you are a dot and you see yourself as a dot and you stay thinking that you are a dot, you are likely to finish up as a dot. Uh And that's what I'm trying to defeat today. Are you here? Because life has a way... When life deals with you and sometimes the ups and the downs of life bring you to a place where you feel like a dot, you think like a dot, and therefore you are a dot. And if we don't do something about it, you stay there. But I thank God for the word of God. I'm not coming to preach motivational speech. I don't know how to do it. It's word of God. I know how to preach. (laughs) So let's quickly go to Isaiah chapter 60, our central scripture. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 22. Here is a scripture. A little one shall become a thousand. Young ladies, sit down. When the word of God is going on in this church, you don't go walking around. Hey, mercy. And a small one, a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. Now, we often see ourselves in one way, but it will help us to begin to see that God sees us in another way. He has a totally different mind concerning us. He hardly ever, or if ever at all, sees something as small. He can start it as small. Usually, if God is behind something, it starts small. Just think about all the major things that were done in the Bible. I mean, you are coming to save some, save some people who have been captives of the most powerful nation at the time. Egypt, they have been captives for 400 years. When you come to save the person, you send a baby. I mean, what is that? <laughs> Hello? What would you have expected? Another powerful army? 
some powerful chariots. What again? Some, some marines. Some macho men who have been trained because you are coming to save these guys. They have been in captivity for 400 years. A group of people in captivity for 400 years, I can assure you their mind is not correct. Their thinking is not correct. Under captivity, 400 years. It means as you are even walking around, you think that you are nothing and you are finished. and Your whole behavior and everything is like that. So I would have thought that you go and bring something very powerful to look at that looks as if it can take up on each. And when God is ready, he goes to find a baby. A baby. A baby. A baby. One would have thought that, okay, okay, if you must bring a baby, then bring the baby who is the child of a rich man. (laughs) But instead... Please, if the person by you is sleeping, just tell them to sit up. In church, we sit up. The Bible says how you ought to behave in the house of God. Uh-huh. Mm. Here, dear, we learn all the time. We learn all the time, yeah. It's part of us getting away from how we think. Yeah. <laughs> but when he's going to save them, he brings just a baby. And a baby whose life is under threat at that. A baby whose mother has to go and put him in a basket and release him on some waters and hope that he'll be found. That's who God has sent. Are you there? Many centuries later, many, many years later, when he decides that now it's not just the saving of a nation but the saving of the world, he does exactly the same and brings another baby and this time he doesn't plant the baby on the water he plants him in a sheep shed where the goats are moving around where the cars are and that's where he goes to put him you're coming to save all of us all of us the whole world come save all of us and that's where you go I mean, what are you thinking about God? He's thinking about exactly what he's thinking about when he brought you and planted you somewhere small. That's exactly what he's thinking about. And he's thinking that this great thing that I have for this person to do, this is how you start. And then he follows it up with his word and says, the little one he has brought will become a thousand. And the small one he has brought will become a strong nation. And if you choose to believe it, hey, it works for you. You choose not to believe it, hey, that one too works for you. Ask your neighbor today, choose your choice. Which one do you like? Choose your choice. (laughs) Hey, are you there? So the first thing I want to say to you today, this morning, is you are a seed that can become a huge tree. You are a seed that can become a huge tree. Let's go to Matthew chapter 13. We see the same. I'm just showing you the the scripture because it's the same principle over and over again. Matthew chapter 13, taking it from verse 31. Matthew 13, 31. 
Another parable put forth, put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Hallelujah. If we had a mustard seed and I was holding it here, you wouldn't be able to see it where you are. Yeah. A maize seed you might see, but a mustard seed, you will not see it. And there again, Jesus is teaching us the same principle. Here is a case where God wants a tree. And he wants a tree that people can hide in and be safe and birds can be in. He goes and brings the smallest of all seeds. And that is why you should not worry if you are the smallest of them all in your family. And you shouldn't worry if they don't remember you when they are calling family meeting. Hey, you are very quiet, though. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Why? Because your current size is not important. Wow. I don't know what is smaller than a mustard seed. So the example that Jesus was trying to give was the example of the smallest thing. That's not how the world thinks. The world thinks that if you are small, you are not important. That's why if Carter is coming down the road and Pastor George is coming down the road, you will give Carter a salute and give him the best chair in the... Is it true or is it not true? Please, they say they don't know you, so Carter, please arrive. And Pastor George, please arrive. <laughs> Mercy. According to the world's thinking and based on what we can see with our eyes, that's a this is a big man. This is a big man. This is a richer man. This is the guy that actually we should give him the front seat. But I need you to understand that this smaller man rather is in the front seat. And this bigger man, only by using me as Keroff, he has got a seat in the second row. I also need to tell you that as they were coming, one drove his car, the other had to borrow somebody's car. Hey! I am also happy to inform you that one has a certificate and the other one is working for his certificate. Should I continue? <laughs> One has a beloved we know of. And the other one, he still cannot see after all this. <laughs> Are you in the church today? I beg you, please, don't go and say they were embarrassing someone. No, no. I know the guys. That's why I called the two of them. They are on their way. But I'm just, it was just to show you the picture. It was just a good example I couldn't pass by. 
You get it? That we, we tend to think based on what we see. And I'm sharing this because there are, you may be sitting there looking at me and when you look at people in the church, everybody looks well off and settled and whatever and you don't see yourself as that and you feel that you alone are struggling. I just came to inform you that how you are currently doesn't even really matter. It is not an indication of where God plans to take you. Put your hands together. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Kata, tell them you're also on your way. You're also on your way. You shouldn't worry. You're also on your way. Hallelujah. But, but, the thing that will transform that little thing to the larger thing is what we call the word of God. If not, you'll be trapped by your background. If not, you'll be trapped by what you have or you don't have. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. You are there. You didn't go to school for no fault of yours. If you look at it, then you should be sitting down. But if you pick the word of God, it will make a difference. I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Sometimes it's like the odds are stacked against you. And like you can only go this far, but not with the word of God. Hallelujah. And that's why I'm going to just pick up a few examples today, just to encourage you on the way. Amen. Do you realize how Jesus has affected the world? This one who came as a baby. Yeah, came as a baby. And it's because of another scripture, John chapter 12 and verse 24. And it says, very, very, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. They are not, as far as I know, it's only Christianity that has a leader who died for his people. Yeah. Yeah. There are many, many religions and many, many leaders. But only one that came to die like that. No wonder his fruit is so much that anywhere in the world, regardless of your religion or whatever, when you say the date for today, it's based on him. Today is what? 28th May 2024. 2023. Hey, these days I've been writing 2024. I wonder why. <laughs> what does it mean? It means that today is the 23rd day of the fifth month of the year 2024 years after the death of Christ. That's what it means. And you can be in another country and you can say that you have your own calendar, but when you want to talk to the rest of us, you can't give us your dates. You have to give us our dates. You have to give us the date 2024 years after the death of Jesus Christ, regardless of whether you believe in him or not. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason is because he came as a corn of wheat and died and rose up. Charlie, his fruit is everywhere. It's everywhere. Hey, are you there? Yeah. Tell your neighbor, I will also bear fruit. I will also bear fruit. Hallelujah. I will also bear fruit. Amen. We're going to another scripture. I like the scripture part. Genesis 25. Genesis 25. We're reading from verse 21. You see, when you come to church, if you were to have brought your Bible with you, you would have been trying to open it small, small, so you wouldn't have been falling asleep. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, after the last week, the sleepiness is still in the system. <laughs> 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 5. By the time you go home, it was 5, 5 a.m. But we are here. 
Verse 21, and Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her and she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in thy womb and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other one and the elder shall save the younger. Hallelujah. Now, this was the situation that here was this lady. She was trying to have children. It was taking some time. Finally, she's pregnant and she has twins. And for reasons that she doesn't understand, these twins are struggling in the tummy. You know, fighting each other. And she could feel it. Yeah, when you're pregnant, the baby is standing all over the place. You can feel it. You can feel it. They are live, they are live beings. <laughs> Hallelujah. And in due course, in fact, let's take the next, let me see. Give me the next verse. 24. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. Amen. Can we see 25? Okay. That's a different part of the story. Okay. Now, what was the case here? Here is this woman and she's pregnant and she realizes that there's some kind of turbulence in the stomach that she does not understand. So she goes to inquire of the Lord and I hope you're just taking a lesson from that. You know, the things that happen that you can't explain and you go to the Lord with them. Now, when she goes, the Bible tells us she had twins, that she had two babies. And the Lord was trying to explain to her what was happening. I am very fascinated that he did not say to her that two babies are fighting in your stomach. He said two nations. When the Lord looks at what is fighting, there are two nations. So you may think that she's giving birth to two babies. But as far as the Lord was concerned, Isaiah 60 and verse 22 holds in which it's a nation that is being born. When God looks at us here today, he does not see us as single individuals. He sees you as the nation that he has planned for you to be. That when he now comes to look at you some years later, is you and much more. Amen. You and much more. And so he, he told Rebecca that it's two nations that are in you. It's two nations that are in you. Hey. Hmm. Please, can you tap your neighbor and say, neighbor? <laughs> you see, I may not look like it, but be careful because I'm a nation. I am a nation. And if you need a scripture, my scripture is Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 22. Hey, I'm talking to somebody. You know, we think it is humble to be thinking that I'm nothing, I'm nobody, I can't do much. I don't know whether you say the same thing in tree, but the gas. We even say, oh, yeah, for Oh, I'm just a poor, humble person. I don't want much. No, no coffee. I mean, just something. So, yeah, it's just a man. Hey, tell your neighbor, stop saying those things. Just stop it. Just stop it. Stop saying it. That is, it's not humility. It's foolishness. Don't say it. <laughs> hey. Hallelujah. But I need to tell you that no matter how it's looking on the outside today, God is at work and things are changing slowly but surely. Amen. You need to see it. Genesis 32. As we need to be open to open to sir. I'm reading from verse 1. 
And Jacob, remember Jacob was one of the two nations that was fighting. Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is God's host. And he called the name of that place Manaim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, that's the other nation, unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall you speak unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob hath thus, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there until now. I have oxen and asses, flocks and manservants and women servants, and I have sent to tell my lord that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee, and four hundred men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that were with him, and the flocks and the herds and the camels, into two bands. And said, If Esau come to the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. And Jacob said, O oh God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which said to me, Return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servants. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two, come, two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me and the mother with the children hallelujah now what is all this about now you remember the story in the past it's an old story of how jacob had stolen his brothers if first he had stolen the birthright then after stealing the birthright the blessings of their father too he did and he collected it so he knew that his brother didn't have any good mind towards him and that's why i want to remind you that the lord they were the twins in the mother's womb who the lord had had that statement about that there are two nations who were going to be against each other now, for, look at the scripture that we are reading. So the time comes when Jacob, after having been away, because he had to run away. After all he had done, he had to run away. And he went to stay with his uncle. He got married and he was serving his uncle there over several years until the time came when the Lord instructed him to go back to where he came from. And as he was going, he was thinking, hey, this is my brother. Has he forgiven me or not? He was not sure. Are you here? So he decided that, you see, he had two wives, Leah and her sister. So he decided that he was going to divide them into two bands. Every wife, the wives to he had children with the uh, maid, the servants, the servants. <laughs> so <laughs> he divided them into two. Every wife, the wife, the servant the children of both of them, then the cows, the sheep, everything. He divided it into two. So that if when he comes to his brother, the brother decides that it's a fight, he will be able to fight with just one side. So one side will survive. So this was his plan. And when he made his plan, then he now began to pray. And as he prayed, then he said something. He said, when I was crossing this Jordan River, I had only my staff, a stick in my hand. But as the years have passed, 
and I'm coming back. You have made me into two companies, into two bands. I have enough such that I can even share them into two. No, it's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Sometimes, one of the things that can make us not appear to thrive is to forget where we have come from. And sometimes we forget that when we were coming, we had nothing. And we forget that as we come, he had nothing, he came to his uncle. You see, he didn't have a big post with his uncle. And that is what fools us. Because we feel that I was not a manager. I was just the one taking the sheep out, bringing them in. The man was even cheating, cheating me. He was, you remember he told me, I said, you have changed my salary 10 times as I'm staying with you. You have just changed it to cheat me and to cheat me. But Jacob, I thank God for the heart and mind he had because he was able to see that in spite of it all, in spite of the inflation, in spite of the e-levy, in spite of the increase of prices, in spite of the fact that your salary is half what it used to do to be, in spite of the fact that now when you go to the market, you spend what you spend for a month in a day, in spite of it, in spite of it, God has lifted you up. God has lifted you up. Hallelujah. He told God, when I was coming, I was holding only a stick. Many of you, when you entered this church, you had nothing. Oh. Some of you, even what you will wear to come properly to the church, it wasn't there. Some of you, when you came, you were alone. By the grace of God, you have seen another person you have married. And some of you, when you came, after you married, when you came, there was no child. But by the grace of God, he has given you a child. And some of you, when you came, you didn't have any job. And by the grace of God, he has given you a job. I still remember that car park over there when it was just a basin of water filled with snakes that used to visit us on a Sunday morning. And I thank God because today, when I look out on the same car park, our biggest problem is how to park the cars on the car park. And most of the cars are owned by people who were here at the time. They had no Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I look at some of you, I remember how you were tenants in one room. When we had to visit, it was one room, and you used to have to bring out a bench for us to sit on the veranda, you have forgotten. Because today God has blessed you, and some of you, you have even built your own house, and we have come and poured oil in your house before you have forgotten. You have forgotten when you used to eat gobe so much so that I remember a certain uh, convention that I had. I was ministering to people and the Lord gave me a word of knowledge that I should tell somebody that the gobe that he has eaten for three months that it was ending. That guy is still in the system. Today he drives a car but he had eaten gobe. I remember as he stood there with the tears running down. You have forgotten. You have forgotten the goodness of the Lord. And that's why you cannot see that you are a nation. You can't see. This one, she was a schoolgirl. 
You didn't even have a certificate. Today, God has given you a certificate. You didn't have a beloved. He has given you a husband. You didn't have a child. He has given you one. He has added two. He has given you a job. You couldn't drive. Today, you are driving. Hey! Tell us your neighbor about you. What is wrong with you? Hey! Hey! Some of you, your, your marriage hasn't happened yet, oh. But you have forgotten that your best dress was bent down boutique. You have forgotten. It's a long time today. You don't know where the people who do seller are. Because now you walk into a proper boutique and you are buying proper clothing. I, I, I won't say anything. I'll just leave you for God. I won't say anything. I won't say. Uh, wake this girl up. Sit up. Oh. <laughs> are you in the church? What I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? This one, when he joined the church, he was a boy, small boy. Today, he has a beloved that is waiting to marry. I don't know where she is. No, no, I mean, you see, we shouldn't joke with God, though. We shouldn't joke with God. We shouldn't joke with God. He cannot talk, but he has got a beloved. They bring him lunch. Hey! Sir? Oh, it's too nice, oh. You see, what I'm trying to share with you, eh? If you will be like Jacob, and you will look back and actually give God thanks for how far he has brought you, you will see that he'll take you further. Don't forget many of us are ungrateful because we have a certain mind Jacob could have been very ungrateful oh yes 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 he could have been and after you told me that I should leave my father's house look at this uncle that you have sent me to and since I stayed with him what has he even given me he never gave me a, I even to get my own salary cry look at how I had to work and now wife cry I couldn't get he deceived me he came and gave me somebody I don't even like that person cried the one I like God you didn't open her womb early and I ended up having to have baby with her have baby with the house look he could have complained like some of us are complaining. Yeah. And said things. Are you in the church? I'm talking to you today. Unless you don't plan to be fruitful. I said, unless you don't plan to be fruitful. I still remember our first journey up to Tamale. Going to start a church. I remember as I was sitting in the cars wondering what is there. Hey. One year after the war. And we got there. And went to stay in some rented house. All the way. When as we entered the northern region, I saw a certain pink on the walls. And I began to pray. I said, Lord, please, this pink, don't let it be into the house that we are going. My husband had gone there to rent a place. As soon as we arrived in the house, pink. You see, you don't understand when I'm saying pink. I like the color pink. It was a certain kind of pink. There's a certain kind of pink. It's so sharp, it slaps you. Hey. As we entered into the house, the first problem that had arisen was that there was no water. It was August, and there was no water in the house. There was no tank. I had arrived there with three children between the ages of six and five months. The most desperate need was water, and there was none. And as we arrived there, we didn't know where to get water. We didn't know who to get water from. We didn't know how to get water. We arrived on a Friday. We said, I'm coming to start a church. On Sunday morning, we're sitting in the sitting room. 
when my husband began to preach. And I wondered that this thing that is, is it a church? Can it work? When it was time to take the offering, he took a small basket. But I don't remember even what did we used to use that basket for? I don't remember. Or a bowl. And he sent it around. And as he was sending it, I wanted to laugh because all the money that was being put inside the thing was from his own pocket. He had, we had our three children. They put it to me too. I put my sister was there. She put and one of my nieces. That was the church. And I used to wonder that this thing at all, will it even work? Will it become a church? I used to wonder. But I'm happy to tell you that as we have also walked and crossed with just our one van and moved, today we can't pack ourselves into one van. It will not work. Because as we have served him, as we have moved on, those three children who were little boys have become grown men. Their father preaches in Bantama on a Sunday morning. Their mother preaches here on a Sunday morning. The eldest preaches in Mahajanga on a Sunday morning. Then the second one preaches in Gambia on a Sunday morning. The third one preaches in Ansribi on a Sunday morning. I need to inform you that they were one and they have become two and the first one has become four and the last one has become three and the second one they are two and they are waiting and I need to inform you that as we have walked, we have become five bands, each one doing its own something. Don't clap for me, you are clapping for God. Why? Because we believed him. That as we were walking and we thought we were five individuals, Sana, we were five nations. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. But what I know is that this morning, as the Lord is looking down here, he's not seeing what you and I are seeing. What he's seeing are nations. 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 Everywhere that he has sent you and put you, his plan is that you are going to become major there. Uh Are you getting the picture? That you are going to become major there. It's not just you. It's you plus the next one you influence plus the next one. Today, I look at some of the young people. I still remember my first class of young people. Between the ages of 9 and about 13. Yeah. One of them is a husband. Another one is a lady pastor in Bantama. Two of them. The lady pastor's there. Another one, he joined at the age of 16. I remember we're going for a camp. I used to take my young people on camps. You are the people who I don't know what pastors these days you are doing. Because I was only a pastor. I remember his mother forced him to come to the camp. And I remember his face. You know when you are 16 years old and they are forced you to come? <laughs> and he came. And we were fasting till 12. I was teaching the children to fast and to pray. And he joined. At 12 o'clock, I said, okay. Reverend Les was leading us to pray. I said, okay, they're going to break at 12. And something had entered this young boy. And he said, I cannot break now. I still remember when we finished the camp and we went back. Sunday morning, I was in church. I finished church. And the young man came to me, carrying in his hands his prized possession of a stack of CDs of unbeliever music. As he reached back home, he cracked it from top to bottom. He said, I'm done. Today, he's a pastor. I can show them to you, one by one by one. Madam X, who was preaching, she was one of my sheep. 
Ah, you are looking at my face. Today she is... Okay. Where is your nation? Where is your nation? When I was looking after them, I didn't know they were a nation, so... They were just little children I've been asked to look after. Hmm. I'm talking to you. Hmm. Just little children. I want you to ask your neighbor, uh, please, where, where is your nation? Where, 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 where? <laughs> hey, tell your neighbor, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were a nation. I'm sorry. I thought you were, I thought you were just an individual. I've repented. Please don't come and fight with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm ending. But I want to say to you today that just as God had said, those two brothers became nations. Even Esau that we look at and we say that, oh, Esau, what did he have? Did you not see that when he was coming to meet his brother, he was coming with 400 men? Hey! Charlie! When his brother sent him, he said, oh, please, I don't need it. I don't need it. You, if they brought you one cow. (laughs) How you fall on it. But the point I'm making is that he had become a nation. Listen to me, if you are in this service, you are becoming something different from what you think. Just allow God. Just allow God. Between God and time, a lot of things are sorted. Yeah. I said between God and time. Jacob did not become how he was in a day. It was time over time. A lot of situations. Hey! You have married a wife. You think you have married your darling. When you wake up the following morning, you say, ah! Who is that? Hey! Another seven years for the one you like. When she to she now came, she to she was not having children. And she was now on you. Oh, man. The fact that, you see, it's not, the road is not smooth. That's why many times we feel that I'm nothing, I can do nothing. But today, understand that the road may not be smooth. But believe me when God says that a small one, thousand. A little one, thousand. A small one, a nation. Stand to your feet this afternoon. This afternoon, I want you to begin to thank God. I want you to thank him for how far you have come in your walk. Oh, yes. I'm just looking at your faces. Some of you, when you came, meat poor on the body you didn't have. Hmm. Paco, I remember you. Ah. Akito student. And you have married a wife. You have your own business. You have a, uh, please, you better start thanking God, somebody. You better start thanking him. You better start. Start thanking him for where you have reached. Remember, Jacob, they changed his salary ten times, so. <laughs> but because of God, you're going to do well. You're going to do well. But this morning, I want you to thank God. I want you to thank God. Oh, yes. I want you to thank God. Mr. Eh? Ajimai, see you and your wife. Plus one child, plus two. Hey. It's not easy. Oh. Now if I'm looking for you, cry, you are far away. Hey. Just a one that needs serious. It's too powerful. Oh, it's not powerful. It's powerful. It's very powerful. Ah, come on. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Oh, car owners who used to walk. Thank God. Just thank God. You may not even like the car. It's not the point. 
you on your Thank way. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, that's a good song. Now I am saying, Oh, yeah, Second verse I like. What's the sound of you? What's the sound of you? What's the sound of you? It's the answer. Pulpit stars came and put the pulpits down and they were dancing. I began to smile. I smiled because I realized that some people think that they are SHS. <laughs> uh, you thought they were in SHS? Yeah. What year are you in now? Third year. But you see, you see them like this today. Oh. But the change is coming. Oh. They look like little boys. But they're not little boys, I tell you. Come on! Hey! A small one! Watch and see the nations that they are becoming. You will say, ah, these ones, they used to dance here. They used to dance here. I said, watch and see. Shall ah. I just lift your hands up? Thank him. Yeah. Yeah. Some days have been difficult, but you are here. The enemy has not overcome you at all. Oh. You are now building your nation. You are now building your nation. Oh. This is my two pulpit stars. Eh? Please come. Somebody's going to show a seed into your life today. Me, I'm not, I don't have money. Come, come. I just need 100 cities, 100 cities. Just come and give it to them. It's not my money. I will not chop it. 
I just feel that it's a blessing on their way to becoming a nation. Yeah. God bless you. As you give it to them, you too, yours is coming for. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, Charlie, your donors have become more. I'm seeing two more. Collect, today is your day. You're not the only guy that has no idea why. Collect this Hey, hey, Charlie, church is nice. I just, just continue to bless God. I don't know what this is. Hey, it's becoming very serious. This one you have to share. It's their day. God alone knows what one of them may have said to God today before coming to church. God alone knows. God alone knows. He has not given you money. He has not cheated you. No more. Yours is also coming. But today I just want to encourage you. Are you there? I want to encourage you. You are on your way somewhere. He has changed your story. Ah, he has changed your story. Many of you as I'm looking at you, I remember how you used to be. Hey. Oh, Gideon, I didn't mention your name. <laughs> Lord, we are thanking you. Today, God is changing your story. I just want you to see that He's changing your story. He's changing, He's on His way. It's not over yet, it's not done yet. But allow, allow, and thank Him for it. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. I don't know about you, but I remember when I owned only one pair of shoes. I remember it. I remember Pam. My sister, do you remember our shoemaker? Who was our friend? Mm? So that we can send the shoes and even we don't have much to pay, you know. Do you remember the spot where his kiosk used to be? Mm? I has changed my story. Oh. Mm? Yeah, he's changing my story. And he's changing your story. It's not because I'm a pastor. He's changing your story. Oh, just, just spend a little time thanking him. Yeah. Pastor David, do you remember? As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you're here because someone invited you or because this is your church, but you are yet to start on this walk with Jesus that we are talking about. That's where it all begins. And I want to invite you to receive him as your Lord and Savior. And as you receive him as your Lord and Savior, he begins to rewrite your destiny. And so if you are here, you are not sure that you belong to him. Please lift up your right hand. It's just a prayer we need. Just a prayer. 
Just lift your right hand. I'm going to ask you to come to me so that I can pray with you. Just step out and come. If no one is even near you, just try and come. Come. I want to pray with you. Just come. Just come so we pray. and your mercy towards us. Thank you, Lord, that you see us differently from how we see ourselves. Thank you for the seed that we are and that, Lord, we are a fruitful seed. Thank you that even the mustard seed gives birth to such a huge tree. I thank you for the trees that we are, for the nations that we are, for what is going to come out of us, O oh God, and for what you are building with us. Father, guide our steps. Don't allow us to fall away don't allow us, oh God, to doubt you. Give us the grace to continue walking. And that, Lord, may our, our change begin to appear if it has not started already. We thank you for how you have brought us. And for every change that we are thanking you for this morning, we are grateful. And we are grateful that, Lord, when you brought us, small as it is, you had a huge history for us and a huge plan. We embrace it, Lord, and we'll bear fruit in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F O L C I D S. God richly bless you.